0: Good day, Shalom, and welcome again to another edition of Seekers of Meaning, the podcast arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. I'm your host, Rabbi Richard Address, and we thank you for your time and uh, for joining us today on today's show. One of the things that we are absolutely aware of is the power of stories, stories that uh, reflect the human condition and all of our own personal journeys. And with that in mind, we are, we are pleased to welcome to today's edition of Seekers of Meaning, Matt Goldberg, uh, a resident here of beautiful Southern New Jersey, uh, who has undertaken a very, very unique project that that we asked him to come on and talk to us about because it involves stories. It's a involves collecting stories and putting them all together, uh, I think, especially meaningful as a result as we hopefully emerge out of this pandemic. So, Matt, welcome to Seekers of Meaning. It's nice to see you. I hope the family is well, and I hope you're well too. Um, Ring of Kindness is the name of this collection of stories. Um, I think the obvious question is, why? What brought you to do this?
1: First of all, thank you, and shalom, Rabbi, my love to you and your family. Thank you. What brought me to do it? I guess early on during the pandemic, which you referenced, uh, it occurred to me that acts of kindness and connectivity are spreading virally, just as the coron- then term coronavirus was. and And there are many beautiful acts of of such kindness, consideration, generosity, empathy. And in my own little way, I wanted to be an agent to spread kindness to the world via our stories of kindness. And it was just an idea, uh, nothing much more. Uh, an incident happened to me. The title of the book is from when I lost my wedding ring and couldn't find anywhere for a few weeks. And it just so happened I was taking a walk uh with my wife and son around what we call the duck pond, and saw sign posted ring found. And it was more a story of excellent timing and good fortune, but it was found by people who live maybe a mile, mile and a half away, who I wouldn't have met otherwise. And they were the just the kindest, most you know, warm-hearted people that I met through them. And I thought it was a story just as much of fortuitous. I'm gonna. I won't say fortuitous fortune. That's terrible writing and speaking. Uh, but it was good luck. But it was also the kindness of the people who were as happy as I was to reunite me uh, with my ring. And I posted it just on a Facebook. What's up on Cherry Hill? With a little tagline: Good people really do abound in this in this town. And a few people who know that I previously published six books and worked with other titles as well said, "Well, maybe that would be a good theme for a book." And the book didn't really take off in earnest till around March of this year, where I really was asking people, "Have you been the recipient of acts of kindness?" And I later defined it as not necessarily from strangers, as it was in my little story but people but not family members not significant others or people we were close friends with at the time that's the dynamic i wanted for the book uh to really illustrate how connected we really are and at this point rabbi i have about 80 uh such stories uh that are going to be ready for publication uh i'm hoping by the end of 2022 and a meaningful uplifting book
0: so you write in the beginning, having in your introduction, the idea of these stories uh, reflect the concept of shared humanity, compassion, empathy, and as well as kindness. Um, the Hebrew word that sort of like encompasses this is chesed, uh, which we usually translate as kindness or deeds of love and kindness. But I think it, if, if you read through the stories and there's hundreds and Dozens, uh, hundreds, but there's dozens of stories from all over the place. It's not just a quote Jewish book, but you have, you know, I, 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 this stories from people from Mexico and yes, all kinds of cultures, etc., etc. Um, you get that sense that there is this thread of Chesed that runs. So I guess one of so two questions that that Mm -hmm. pop up immediately. Number one. Uh, is this random? Or if you are so theologically inclined, is there a mysterious hand of God that is working here? Um, and two, in your opinion, in your Matt's opinion, is, do, is there like a, um, a genetic proclivity in each one of us to do these acts of kindness?
1: All great questions. So the first two questions, I'm tempted to say yes and yes. I don't know that all the acts were completely random, uh, but in my case, and I'd say of the 80 stories, there might be 75 better ones than my <laughs> story about The Missing Ring. Uh It was random that I met those very kind people on that day, and they truly wanted to be of help with someone. Uh they had the empathy to know that someone was really missing something very valuable, and they would do their part to restore it uh, to their owner. Uh, I don't know the reason, that, but perhaps some people are more inclined to deliver words of kindness and empathy or deliver acts of kindness. I don't know why that is. I think that's across any barriers that we put among ourselves. But I'm not really, you know, it's certainly very consistent with Jewish teachings and acts of, of love and kindness. Where it stems from, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, one of the takeaways, if I may, from the book is often just as beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I think kindness is in the eyes of the recipient. So there's so many different examples. Uh, in the book uh, of what is defined by kindness. Is it right. generosity? Is it self-sacrifice? Is it truly putting ourselves in another
0: person's place? It, it, it also can be, as, as every clergy person and many people who have been involved in in, in issues with family and personal issues, sometimes that, that act of kindness can be just presence, mm-hmm. uh, just being with another person, just being in a room, being there, without saying anything, without doing anything, just being. And, and I yes. guess sometimes we're so conditioned that we have to say something or do something, um, but a lot of times it's just, hey, thanks for just being here. I really appreciate yeah. it, sitting in yeah. silence sometimes.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and there is a story, I would say, within that dynamic from a high school student. I had three wonderful personal narratives. And these are all true stories in the book. Right. I can't vet each one, but uh, but they are. Uh, and, and a wonderful story. I believe she was a high school sophomore of the time who really recognized that power of just someone being there when she felt so alone. I won't do complete justice to it. Her words were wonderful, uh, but just alone in a crowd, which is a very lovely feeling. And just the comfort, you know, the reassuring Pat on the back or on the shoulder, just being with her. Uh, almost a little he moment. Here I right. am. I'm at your service. I'm here to help you and guide you through this. And just that intuitive connection. I found that story very, very touching.
0: Yeah. The, remind me, there's a, another story by, I think, a uh, 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 San- Sanchez woman. Uh, Leandra, yes. Luz Sanchez. He grew
1: up in Mexico. Yes.
0: It talks about, um, That these acts of kindness don't have to be overwhelming and they can be small, just a little, yes, just a little action, a little presence, a little. I, 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 I understand what you're going through. I am here just in case. Sometimes even now, as, as you know, and as every, many of you know who are, who are on, on, on the call with us, uh, a, a phone call, a reaching out and say, hi, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, correct, Rabbi. A lot of this when I was first explaining this book, and when it was slowly building, and I wasn't sure that it would be a slam dunk to even have enough compelling stories to be published. I, so, uh so when I trust, <laughs> asked, well, what about these stories? They're not that. They're not really that momentous, and my thought was, well, not all of these will make headlines in the newspaper. I guess we still have newspapers in some form. But they're feature stories. And these are acts that, for the most part, there's some that are heroic, not really everyday acts of kindness, the being there, I'm here for you. Uh, They go beyond that in that sense. Maybe they're more newsworthy. But the others are replicable acts. We could all learn from these examples. I think they're contagious. They create a ripple of or ripples of humanity,
0: right, right, right. Uh,
1: and that's I would say a lot of them of that ilk. But there are some stories in the book that are more wow—that really happened to you. Someone actually uh, sacrificed to do that for you out of just just a sense of connectivity of human empathy. Uh, you, so I think they run the gamut. You make
0: this—you you make this linkage in, in one of the the quotes that. Chapters are divided, and yeah. there's some quotes at the beginning of each chapter. Or so, yes. one of the things that struck me, because it does also links to a Jewish concept of wisdom, is this quote from Aesop: "Kindness is more important than wisdom, and the recognition of this is the beginning of wisdom." Talk to me about first of all, that's a great quote, and this linkage of Chesed and Chokhmah, in many ways, uh, mm-hmm. kindness and wisdom. Um, unpack that for me. How do you understand that?
1: Yeah. And in terms of the book, my little conceit, if you will, was dividing, <laughs> let's say there are about 80 stories, roughly, uh, in the book, and divided them into different acts, so playing off that like it's a theater production. And yes, for act two, as it were, uh, that was the quote that you read, Rabbi, uh, from from Asa. Right, right. And yeah, I, i think as i picture as kindness really isn't an ostentatious act we're not you know it, it, i think it starts at the basic level again with human empathy and being wise to react to people you know in the way that we would want to be treated but not to call attention to ourselves that we're doing anything so wise or so great it, it they should be it should be easy for us to go out of our way for others and having the wisdom to know what to say and what to do and treating others with full dignity in the process. So I might be reading more into that one quote by Aesop that then is there, but, uh, I think that's all part of the, the wisdom knowing when to act and treating people with full respect and dignity in the
0: process. Yeah, you know, I, I, the reason why I wanted to, to mention that, because, you know, the work that we do with Jewish sacred aging,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we put a lot of a stock in life experience and you can have a, and you, we all probably know people who have significant numbers of academic degrees, lots of initials after their name, mm-hmm. but they lack that sense of empathy and, and chesed. Um, they may be brilliant, you know, but, there's something else that's not there and, and the reverse being true as well. Yeah. So that idea of wisdom, you know, when we get older, what does it really mean to be wise? Um, has a lot to do with exactly the stories that you're writing about in, in the book. Uh, it's this underscore of, of the power of relationships cemented or brought together by these acts of chesed. The, the book is going to be available, as you said, hopefully by the end of this calendar year. Is it yes. going to be, um, a, 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 print book? Is it electronic? How, how, how are people going yeah. to be able to get a hold of this?
1: Thanks for asking, Rabbi. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, both, both, a print edition and also a Kindle type, uh, edition. So it could be read, uh, digitally as well. And I expect it will be. I'm hoping where I can to reach out and touch people and make presentations along with the contributing authors of the book. I have a few of my own stories, but this would not be a book. It would be a pamphlet if it were just (laughs) my three stories with a few other writings. So I'm greatly indebted uh, to those who contribute the story. So I'm hoping to be able to place it in care centers, uh, perhaps in schools. but day to day, mostly via uh, Amazon, and uh, I guess the Kindle version as well, and in the remaining uh, bookstores, I- I'm hoping too that you know, different bookstores will carry it. So you mentioned well.
0: something that, that, that I think is that, that I want to just want to explore with you because I think it's there's some great potential here. Um, once the book is available, and you talk about care centers. If somebody is sitting at an assisted living facility or a memory care unit and say, you know, this is something that, um, not only we could put out, but maybe bring Mr. Goldberg in to have a conversation with families. Um, how would they get in? How would they get in touch with you? Are you going to be, do you want to? Give out any contact information or will it be contained within the book if somebody wants to get a hold of you?
1: Uh it will, but I would love to be able to get that out. And again, thank you. I would be honored uh uh to speak to people and families. My email address is Matt M A T T at Matthew J Goldberg dot com. So M-A-T-T at M A T T H E W J g o l d b e r g dot com and my website is matthew dot com so i hope in the meantime to start setting up the infrastructure if you will for some public appearances uh and hopefully for people who would like to uh, uh grab a copy for themselves or for people uh that they know i truly think that it will be an uplifting somewhat you know, life-affirming book. At least that's know, my it, goal. It, it really is. Uh, I can, and, I'm,
0: I'm, you know, I can, sing, I, I can see RingsofKindness.com as a website under itself to just yes uh, a- advertise the book. Um, what was the influence you. of your father, Matt, on this book?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think in many ways, there's so many things. Uh, I miss my dad dearly, of blessed memory, uh, Robert Joseph Goldberg. Just a kind, unassuming guy, a good citizen, a lifelong learner. I think when we talk about wisdom, he would never show off at how much he knew. Uh but around the house, you would <laughs> you would ask him for help on your homework or just a fact, and he was he would give you a long answer, sometimes too long for my short attention span, but I became to appreciate more long. He just loved learning. He loved, in his quiet way, being the exemplar of being a good neighbor, of doing a favor, again, uh, not ostentatiously, but being of service to others. And I just think, um, yeah, I I think of his gentle wisdom, if you will, in the sense of Aesop's quote, and kind of knowing the right things to say, making people comfortable, uh, in his presence. So I was so fortunate to have him as uh, a beautiful role model in my life. And I think, I think he was essentially a very kind man.
0: Parents do, parents are the role models, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. If we're, if we're fortunate enough. And my mom as well, also blessed memory, Sarah Paso uh, Goldberg. So yeah, I think I had terrific role models in the home along with my you know, religious training and so many other forces. If, in fact, I'd be considered a kind person, and (laughs) in the ilk of my parents, I'd be uh, very pleased with
0: that. There's been acts of kindness throughout history. People do that. There's stories and stories and stories and stories. Do you think the COVID pandemic just exacerbated the, the need? And I use the word need advisedly. Because mm-hmm. we're, because of just the changes in societies, the trauma, the social trauma that we're still haven't dealt with, uh, and the whole political mishigas yeah. and the lack of civility, um, and the yeah. siloization of people and ideologies. Do you think that just said, wait a minute, we're just missing this? Do you think that has a lot to do with maybe what, what's going on here? I,
1: yeah, I think that extreme times we, uh, unfortunately, we see the extremities of the human experience, if you will, will. I do some public speaking and you may not see evidence of it on this podcast uh, this morning, but one of my speeches talked about, yeah, you know, how just little acts of kindness were spreading virally. We heard the stories. If we think all the way back to March of, of twenty twenty and people hoarding items from the supermarket, grabbing all the the teepee sure, and hand right, sanitizer. Right, right, but right. at the same time they were just beautiful stories. Uh uh I was hoping to get this story in my book, yeah, you know, from the principals, but a man who who knocked on the outside of the emergency room, I believe it was in central New Jersey, I don't remember the town, to got the he couldn't come inside. And the medical team saved his wife's uh, life, and he wanted to show his gratitude towards everyone. And he held up a little sign, cardboard sign, with with marker to get the attention of one of, I believe, emergency r- room nurses. And that story luckily got legs, and it was talked about. And it struck such a nerve, not only with me, but I'm sure with everyone who saw who saw the story. Uh, there were so many people. Hey, can I offer to pick up groceries for you? Uh, you know, whatever might be run errands and, and that was happening. Some of it was reported, uh, which was very nice. And I think needed for all of us, uh, uh, during those times, I think we still need, need those, uh, stories. They nourish our souls in some way. Uh, and some were just simple acts and no one wanted any, uh, compensation for it. They just wanted to show how they're connected to others and truly care during just, just horrible, uncertain times. And yeah. Uh, and kindness is such a broad term. You and I, if we did word association, may give a slightly uh, different answer. Uh, maybe each author in my book might define it in a slightly different, different way, but. I think we really respond to it, and unfortunately sometimes it's it's against the backdrop of such vitriol and invective that's hurled at one another and you know some i'm I'm hoping well this book and these stories regardless of your political ideology or any other way that we choose to divide ourselves. It's almost a safe harbor of uh, right, right. shared humanity and uplifting little stories from from the somewhat commonplace uh, frankly to the the very heroic life-saving acts and, and they happened uh sorry on our roadways they even happen in sports arenas uh they happen in the backdrop of the holocaust there's really a great variety of uh of uh, stories and i'm I'm so grateful that people shared a little bit of themselves in the process.
0: No, it's, it's remarkable that, that, that you do have dozens and dozens and dozens of stories from people from all over different walks of life, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it, there is this belief in midrash and our tradition that you do the mitzvah. It's not only benefiting the person who's receiving the mitzvah, but really it redounds more to the person who's doing the, uh, the mitzvah. And really your stories really reinforce that. I'm very happy. I mean, you alluded to. You opened the door that's I'm gonna walk in here now about sports and I have been known to to dabble in <laughs> yes. in in sports and especially baseball. And You do have some baseball stories, which I was very pleased and uh this woman, uh Susan Weirts. I probably maybe mispronounced I believe more. that is correct, Trevor. Yes. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um <laughs> But she tells this wonderful story of again, her and I think it's her father and
1: was, West yes. Coast
0: and, and the deal going to baseball stadiums, etc. She's a veteran and was rewarded for that and this little act of kindness, but embedded in that is also this the the continuing unraveling or not unraveling a bad word of family dynamics and family oh. secrets and and the idea of uh, part of that acts of kindness can sometimes be learning more and more about a parent or things that they didn't want to talk about or it was just a lovely vignette yeah that um, uh, that 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 she wrote about, and it's part of that section right uh towards yeah, the,
1: and, and thank you and on Suzanne's behalf, thank you, I thought she told the story uh wonderfully. there are sometimes these other undercurrents, and she not a baseball fan in particular, as the story begins or the backstory to it, and keep in mind most of these stories are one thousand words or less, so uh when the authors could be more I won't say economical, but really <laughs> you know, give a sense of the backstory without overburdening it, but really they're so relatable and not always close. And she wanted to help fulfill one of her father's I don't know if he termed it as a bucket list item, but right. but visiting various ballparks and they bonded as a result and they yeah, and they were just treated so wonderfully as he was a veteran and I believe it was at Angel Stadium, and, right in
0: LA. It was in LA. Yeah,
1: yeah. And as a baseball fan, they even called, I believe, Shohei Otani's first home runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a great baseball story, but a father and daughter story, and the story of the kindness of those who were strangers but had that bond and the respect that they showed him as a veteran. And it, yeah, it touched upon a few different themes very nicely. I thought.
0: So before we run out of time, I'll. I- We'll just want to end this. And again, uh, we're talking with Matt Goldberg, who's uh, publishing, collecting this series of stories around Chesed. The book is going to be called Rings of Kindness. Look for it um, towards the end of uh, this year, the calendar uh, 2022. Nice, easy ending question, okay. Matt. What have you learned from all this?
1: Yeah, great question, and thanks so much for the opportunity to speak with you, Rabbi, and, and your, your audience. I've learned that kindness is contagious. Kindness is something that stays with us. Some of the stories was a man in his 70s remembering his, I want to say, first grade teacher presented him with a book. He grew up in a home without books, and he thought that he wasn't bright. He happens to be a brilliant writer. He's become become a good friend and a very yeah very good soul. And that just unlocked potential in him. I think I've learned that little acts of kindness can have momentous effects within our lives. Um towards the book, uh well also I think that being kind, not to be uh I don't know the word there, but it's kind of cool again. We really need it. We we seek it out. Uh, A recent story that I just got, maybe after I sent you my working manuscript is, in my opinion, being kind is being cool. And I, that sounds so trite, but I think it is. And I mean, it can't just be a fashion. It's something that it, it helps us. So people love, I think people enjoy telling their stories. And I've been the beneficiary of that and able to. Uh, put the list together. Kindness can be defined in so many different ways, and kindness begets more more kindness, and it's good for the soul, at least as good for the soul of the giver as it is for the recipient.
0: Matt Goldberg, uh, best of luck with Rings of Kindness, um, and I hope you get picked up, uh, you know, in a variety of different health, as you say, health care facilities and talk to people about this i think it's a very very lovely lesson not only for adults but really for teens uh and and kids and who knows um maybe netflix will pick this up and and i've all these 80 stories could be a a a, a mini series on netflix they do it about love and everything else why not have a mini series on kindness why not <laughs> as they say in the torah couldn't hurt couldn't hurt it cannot it cannot Thank you Amanda, so much, Rabbi. Amanda, I thank you it. very much. Just uh, say hello to your family for me and um, just stay healthy and stay safe. And we'll see you on Route 70, probably, if not, if not <laughs> someplace else.
1: Sounds good. And, and to you, Rabbi, and to your family. Thank you, Th- thank thank you so you. much.
0: Thank you. To all of you, again, thank you very, very much for joining us on today's edition of Seekers of Meaning, the TV show and podcast arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. If you'd like to help us continue our work here at Jewish Sacred Aging and support the podcast, Seekers of Meaning, and make a tax-free donation to help support this work, if you go to the website, JewishSacredAging.com and click on the conveniently located Donate button, and if you or your organization would like to become a sponsor or sponsor a series of these podcasts, again, just let me know the rabbi address at jewishsacredaging.com. Seekers of Meaning is produced at the Broadcast Center of Lubetkin Media Companies and a shout out to our producer, Steve Lubetkin. Until next time, until we meet again, this is your host, Rabbi Richard Adress. Thank you very, very much, everyone, for joining us today. In the meantime, until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and as Matt keeps teaching us, be kind. Shalom, tada.